Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Happy Monday and welcome back to the best post-lunch program you're going to put in your ears. At least on my talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. You are listening to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. And uh Colleen, I think your mic might be on a different setting. I think you might be on a different mic because you sound like you're oh. in the background. You just okay, gotta change on. it. It's fine. Well, While it's you're doing fine. that, I'm gonna remind people of what didn't happen last night. And if you're like me, if you're like me, you probably had a very similar experience. You woke up this morning to the winners of the Golden Globe Awards and said to yourself, wait a minute, why didn't I watch the Golden Globes last night? What? You didn't watch the Golden Globes last night because they didn't work. They weren't on the air. I shouldn't say they didn't work, but you know what I mean? There was no telecast for the Golden Globes last night, right, Holly? Right. No telecast whatsoever. They didn't. Uh, they said, now the Hollywood Foreign Press Association said last week that they were having a small ceremony, but nobody was even going to that thing. Oh, gosh, no. And, you know, for good reason. And in fact, the thing I wanted to start out the show today with here on the Colleen and Bradley show was how there's good reason why there was no Golden Globes telecast last night. And frankly, if you were, if you just showed up and thought, when do we get that back? I liked the Golden Globes. Yeah, I like those celebrities uh, imbibing and saying funny things. Where are my memes? Well, there's some good reason why you might actually not want it to come back, at least until substantial changes have been made to the Foreign Press Association, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, that is the HFPA. Um, and Colleen, do you want to jump back in? You got things going over there? Can you hear me now? Am I okay? Yeah, but you sound like you're on your laptop's mic, not your actual mic mic. Okay. I'm still working. It's uh, I'm still working on it. Okay. okay. It should be. It, we'll figure it out. It's Don't all worry. good. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say is the Hollywood For- uh, Foreign Press Association has struggled with scandal for not years. I think many people, myself included, who pay somewhat close attention to these stories, Holly, understood that there were some timely controversies that had been made public over the last couple of years, specifically about um, racism and sexism and just the lack of diversity in the Hollywood Fres- uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. But Holly, I learned by listening to just a simple episode of a podcast this morning that some of the scandal for the Hollywood Fres- Foreign Press Association goes back decades. Ooh, now Bradley, I, I know a limited amount of the scandal of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the Golden Globes, and maybe mm, some of the questionable things that they have done in the past. May I ask you, did they mention Pia Zadora? Yes. Oh! So that's where it all goes back. And Colleen, you good? 
I think I'm good. Am I good? No, I don't think you're good. No. But you know, you're there. We'll okay. get there. Okay, we'll get I'm there. Fine. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, today. <laughs> uh, yes. So, Piazadora, Holly, you mentioned. Now, what is your understanding of Piazadora and how her story intersects with controversy over at the Hollywood Foreign Press Association going back, in this case, decades? So, Piazadora, a young act, well, she was. Okay, she's still an actress, but back in the day, a young and up and coming actress. And I believe that this happened in the early 80s, but essentially Pia Zadora was made a thing by her husband slash manager. And they willed it into being that Pia Zadora was honored with a Golden Globe in order to basically make Fetch happen for her. Yeah. And that was but the first of a number of scandals. And really this sense ever since that point, like that scandal happened, but then attention toward it or at least at least the public's holding the hfpa accountable for it dissipated and went away and maybe that's because it was it occurred at a time where social media wasn't super uh well it just didn't exist right so you didn't have social media existing in a way to remind people or to inform people so that the people who sort of pull the levers and make money off of telecasts kind of just looked the other way uh from the scandal and the criticism which really has been there and i didn't understand this but again the daily from the new york times podcast episode today called the daily addressed these things and really the the awareness in Hollywood that the HFPA was problematic has been there since its inception and apparently there's been this criticism by those in Hollywood that um, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association really is made up of people who just want to be a thing or I shouldn't say just want to be a thing that that it appeared they weren't perhaps as professional uh. as some of their counterparts in um, other areas of Hollywood press coverage. Sure. So what I'm hearing, Bradley, is that the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association were more like, ooh, we want to be by movie stars. Yes. Because movie stars are glamorous and they're fun. In a way that we can get access to movie stars, stars, movie stars, movie stars, is we can give them shiny things. Exactly. <laughs> like like an award. In, in order for us to get attention, and frankly, you can understand it in a way, uh, the argument really is that they created these awards in a sense to sort of get access to Hollywood stars and celebrities for, you know, reporters and journalists around the world, which sounds like a noble thing, right? Like, you want to be able to have access in the way that American uh journalists do, right? Like, right. that's understandable. But there apparently was a lack of rigor or at least the perception that a lot of these journalists and reporters were in fact in one anecdote from uh the daily's episode about the problems with the golden globes telecast talked about how you know it's really perceived that the journalists a typical hfpa journalist would ask a question like hey when are you going to come to the country i report in and do a film and then at the end run up and try to take a selfie so Uh, again there was a perception i guess there has been at least within hollywood that you know perhaps there was a lack of rigor when it came to the comes to the professionalism around uh, the participants of the hfpa sure well you know and and now that you're talking about the history of the hollywood foreign press association you're talking about this podcast bradley that you listened to the, today's episode of the daily just doing a little cursory google search even back in 2012 the hollywood reporter was saying that the golden globes the telecast was mired in scandal dumped by its own network then dick clark productions took it on and made 
made it into NBC's one of their most successful telecasts. Exactly, which is why I think they were able to, again, do so at a time when social media wasn't um, a thing. And you didn't have... I think the industry of journalism um, or the industry of Hollywood reflecting on its own um, inadequacies in the way that you do now. So they were able to create this telecast that got eyeballs and presumably made a lot of money. But in the meantime, all of these criticisms are out there. And then as as you know, the United States deals with a racial reckoning. Um, a couple of years ago now, and when you have people like a Norwegian journalist suing the HFPA uh, for a co- quote culture of corruption, when you have Brendan Fraser, I, and I yeah. had forgotten the story about a claim he made that the former president Philip Burke of the HFPA assaulted him at a luncheon in two thousand three. Um, And then just a a series of other scandals about its lack of diversity. I mean, literally the reporting, I think it was in, well, it was last year, right? That the LA Times revealed that literally none of the HFPA's 87 members were black. Yeah. So that all of that combined at this moment in time, plus social media and just the awareness that people have about these issues and the willingness by those institutions to address them, that sort of has all culminated in why, uh, or I should say, the culmination of which is why we don't have a telecast uh, for the Golden Globes this year. Yeah, instead they had a Twitter feed where they announced the winners yesterday. Okay, so Holly, you watch the Twitter feed and Colleen, do you want to tell us how you're doing? Can, is it? Am I better? Oh, it sounds the same to me. You know what? No. We'll figure that out in the break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit tight. Uh, um, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking about why there was no Golden Globes telecast last night, and frankly, it it helped me understand it by listening to the most recent episode of the New York Times podcast, The Daily. But Holly, you actually, I believe, I don't know if you watched the feed per se. But I know you've uh, certainly indulged in the coverage of that Twitter feed wherein they announced the awards last night. Well, if by watching the Golden Globes Twitter feed, you mean checking in on Twitter every once in a while. It was very, it was like, oh yeah, the Golden Globes are happening. Because I completely forgot yesterday that this was a thing and this was happening. And the Golden Globes Award, their Twitter account was a little yikes last night, Bradley, because... Oh God, will you please tell (laughs) about the one tweet that I... Cannot believe they actually oh. tweeted this out. Yeah, you can tell that the Golden Globe Awards—they're like, ooh, it's a little, it's a little rough transitioning just to a social media only award ceremony. So last night, Golden Globes happening: Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. This is how the official Golden Globe Awards Twitter account announced it. <clears throat> If laughter is the best medicine, West Side Story is the cure for what ails you. Congrats on the Golden Globe for Best Picture. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but West Side Story is not a comedy. It's a musical. And it's a dark one. And it's a one that's going to make you ugly cry at the end. Yeah, what yeah. the heck were they thinking? So, <laughs> I, I, I think the problem, Bradley, is that... They weren't thinking. I honestly, you know, and as to what the right way to deal with the future of the Golden Globes um, actually is, I don't have, like, I don't know. I've not, you know, uh, uh, clearly, as I've stated in this segment, I was not aware of the depth and breadth of the amount of controversy that they're dealing with. So I don't know necessarily what the right way forward is. But I would imagine, like, 
it might be time for them to just stop doing what they're doing altogether and figure out how to move forward in a way that seems equitable and, you know, uh, worthy. Like, you don't need to exist. So if you want to continue (laughs) to exist, give us a reason for your existence. And instead of just showing up on Twitter and sort of... I mean, they could have just sent it all out in a press release or just not given the awards this year. Exactly. Well, Bradley, you bring up a great point. And I think that all three of us, we've had conversations about this in the past couple of years. The very existential conversation of why do we even have award shows? Why do we give out these awards? And how is that going to look like moving forward? Does it even matter? Yeah, absolutely. And perhaps the Golden Globes won't matter going forward and and in fact there are plenty of other awards ceremonies that perhaps deserve greater attention or at least deserve to benefit from their privileged uh standpoints what i mean by that is you know there are organizations like the the critics association i forget the actual name of that but you know the one our good friend paul mcguire grimes uh, is a part of yes. where you've got actual critics people across the country from diverse backgrounds that come together And I don't know too much about that organization particularly, but just to say that there are other organizations out there that perhaps we could be shedding a light on or giving them airtime for to create a telecast that the general audience, like most of us boobs listening and watching, uh, could enjoy. Yeah, exactly, because award ceremonies and award telecasts are an entertainment genre in and of themselves. Which is why people like to watch the Golden Globes. It was like, hey, like, let's watch some comedians uh, crack some jokes, people who are dressed up glamorously, and maybe they'll make boobs of themselves. I mean, that's great. That's a whole genre, entertainment genre. So I suppose the Golden Globes are just going to have to sit and think about mm, how they want to exist moving forward. Yeah, exactly. But again, um, if you're interested in the story of why there was no Golden Globes last night, check out that daily podcast episode. Just gives a cursory understanding, and then you might find yourself Googling some more like I did. I, f- I had forgotten also really quickly before we head out is... Tom Cruise had given back his Golden Globes. And Tom Cruise is a person who doesn't typically wade into controversial political moments in uh, the world of entertainment in Hollywood. So to even have somebody like Tom Cruise giving back his awards, I think, is an indication of how how wide this the criticism uh, has been. Yeah, totally. All right, when we come back, our good friend Elizabeth Reese and hopefully Colleen will join us right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest, as per usual, is our... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
beautiful friend, Ms. Elizabeth Reese. Hello. Well, hello, Hi, my friend. How are you guys? Fabulous. Good. Good. I'm so glad. Um, I think everybody was just so shocked by the loss of Bob Saget over oh. the weekend. I mean, this is just everything that everyone is talking about. It's the top story on every entertainment website today. He died unexpectedly at the age of 65, was found dead in his hotel room in Orlando at the Ritz-Carlton after he'd done um, a comedy show. And, you know, you really start to see the impact that people had on other celebrities and, you know, colleagues after they pass away. And we're definitely seeing that today. Bob Saget, I mean, if you grew up in the era that I grew up in, Full House was like your life. It was life. Oh, for sure. It was TGIF. And that's all we watched. And we loved it so much. And his... um his Full House family is all speaking out. Candace Cameron Bure is talking about the loss of Bob Saget. John Stamos tweeted out about it. Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen, who never say anything, um, said they are deeply saddened by the loss of Bob Saget. And his family confirmed his death. And um, while they asked for privacy, they also invited fans to join us in remembering the love and the laughter that Bob brought to the world. It's, you know, it's terribly sad for all the reasons that you outlined, right? Like, this is our childhood. He was, like, America's father. Right. Um, he did America's Funniest Home Videos. He came into your living room every week. Um, but he was so amazingly respected by so many comedians. And I think that if you, if the only intersection you had with Bob Saget was on Full House or with AFV, you don't realize what a gifted comic talent mm-hmm. he was right he was filthy too by the way i yeah. know i like, know and that juxtaposition colleen is so unique in that in the comedy business it's like very yes. difficult to pull that off to be really known as like this wholesome to do a lot of wholesome television and then go out and just be real real blue well on the stage. oh yeah it's probably something you can't do anymore like, he could yeah. do that at a time because audiences were so siloed and separated yeah and the 90s it was like anything went in the 80s you know yeah well and i get away with a lot more people i think it was um i think the time that i realized how how much he worked blue was when i saw the docu-series or documentary the aristocrats and his telling of that joke which is just a very filthy joke that many many um comedians have told their own version of it was like you could not reconcile in your mind Danny Tanner telling that version of that filthy joke. (laughs) And, and like you said, this, anything could have gone in the nineties because we didn't, Bradley, you're right. We were all siloed. We didn't have social media. So like, like, his filthy comedy wasn't leaking out Mm -hmm. in other ways. Right. And you you didn't have to fit as much into a brand. You know, right. it was like you, the brand has become so like, it's the whole person. It's who you are. You're this brand. Yeah. Which uh, as if and that's an attainable experience. Right. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it really, I mean, and what a travesty that is because it just minimizes the complexity of human beings so much, but that's what, where we are today, where you used to be able to do different things. I remember, um, only having seen Robin Williams, like in Mrs. Doubtfire and then seeing his, comedy stand-up comedy and unfortunately seeing some of it with my dad and that it was a traumatic experience oh yeah for me we can all never forget 
the words that Robin Williams used and what he was simulating. And I was sitting in a room with my dad, <laughs> oh, and I was dear. like, "Why, God, why? Get me out of here!" I thought, like, Robin why is Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire talking? Like what this? is going on? <laughs> Oh, but, you know, he was another one that was able to do that as well. Um, Pete Davidson, interestingly, talking about Bob Saget, thanking Bob Saget for helping him through mental health stuff. Oh, that's interesting. He paid tribute to Bob Saget and described him as one of the nicest men on the planet who always looked out for him and his mental health. He said, when I was younger and several times throughout our friendship, he helped me get through some rough mental health stuff. You know, Pete Davidson is just 28 and he shared this statement. He said he stayed on the phone with my mom for hours trying to help in any way he could, mm-hmm. connecting us with doctors and new things we can try. He would check in on me and make sure that I was okay. That's awesome. That's really incredible. I mean, really, like truly from every angle you are hearing about Bob Saget, you what you're hearing is what a quality human being he was. Exactly. He and his wife, um, Kelly, had been together for six years. They met in 2015 and then just married in 2018. Um, And they were apparently just very much in love. She was a food blogger. They met on social media. He slid into her DMs. I love it. Um, And then they ended up, she like got a heads up that he was going to reach out to her. And then he sent a funny message and said, hey, want to come to a show of mine? Then go out for some burgers and lobsters. And then she said she was like, okay, we can be friends. And then I was like, oh, no, I kind of like him. And then we got married. Oh, that's, that's adorable. A, I know. A fascinating little sweet And they have story. children, right? Two children? He has two children. Okay. I can't remember. I thought if, I, there were three kids. He has children from a previous oh, okay. relationship, too. And then I'm not sure if they have children together. So I apologize. But still, I mean, children um, now missing their father. And yeah. It's just so terribly sad. Well, it makes you think, too. I mean, 65 just and sudden 65 feels really young. And again, it's just another opportunity to like to to look back at that legacy. And you know what I love about him, too, just in closing, is that he always embraced Full House. I love celebrities who don't shun that first project that everyone knows them for. for They embrace it and they embrace the connection that they have with people because of it, even if maybe at some point they were kind of sick of it, but they still embrace it. Yeah, they understood, you know, where they came from. Yeah, I think that's really wonderful. All right, you guys, Bob Saget, dedicated Dirt Alert. Thanks, friends. Thanks, Elizabeth. And when we come back, our good friend Holly's got some juicy bits of gossip with the Clean and Bradley Pop. Who are they talking about? What is that? Is it a rumor? Is it a piece of gossip? What is it? Well, Holly's about to tell us. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. And we're going to get right to those blind items. And salacious celebrity gossip mysteries coming at you like this piece of hot gossip. Let's do it. Solve it. So, according to NT Lawyer, if you've been hanging around his website, crazydaysandnights.net, you would know just last month, NT Lawyer said this A minus list singer knew they needed help to get off drugs. Apparently, mm. though, they couldn't be bothered to stay the entire time and bailed early. Demi Lovato. Lovato? Yeah. Yeah. So, according to NT Lawyer, NT Lawyer says that they said that Demi Lovato knew they needed help to get off drugs last month. Apparently, though, Demi Lovato couldn't be bothered to stay the entire time 
and bailed on the help early. Oh, no. Well, that's too bad. I mean, the good news is, though, she's got some opportunities to uh, help herself or avail herself of more help, even outside of treatment. So I hope she chooses to do that. Choose help. Choose help. Always choose help. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Solve this. Arguably, the one member of the singing group slash prostitution front who could actually sing wanted almost 75% of tour money for her and the rest to be split among everyone else. When no one would agree, she took her toys and went home until she can find new women to hire and call them the same name. The Spice Girls? (laughs) Oh, I really was waiting for the ding. Okay, so this is a group and a prostitution front. Well, so says NT Lawyer. So it's a... A girl group or just like a band uh, on the run? Uh, it's a it's a girl group. Now, they haven't really been active for quite some time. I would say the height of their fame was the mid-2000s. Would this be the Pussycat Dolls? Oh, yeah. yeah that rumor has been out there before, right? And who is the lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls, arguably? Camille, Camila Cabello? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Nicole Scherzinger? Oh. Uh. What am okay, I thinking fill in the of? blank because I'm going to need help understanding that. Yeah, what was Camila Cabello in? She was in Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony. Mm-hmm. I always get them all confused. Yeah, I know. It's hard. It is. So many it groups. Is. So many groups. But this group, arguably, the one member of the Pussycat Dolls who can actually sing, Nicole Scherzinger, wanted almost 75% of tour money for Nicole and then the rest to be split among everybody else. So you can split that rude. 25%, everybody. I get <laughs> so 75%. Now... No one would agree to that. I think they all had the same reaction you did, Colleen. So Nicole took her toys and went home until she can find new women to hire and call them the same name. The Pussycat Dolls. Best of luck. Best of luck. Yeah. yeah let's see how that works. Yeah. That's happened before, though. I, I mean, I think of other like groups from like the 70s and 80s that are still performing, or even 60s that are still performing, but it's not like the original group, but they've just like assembled some, you know... <laughs> group of people that you don't remember and then you show up to the reunion concert like wait what who are those people i don't people? know that one yeah well it's like the bass player who has the rights to the name of the band or it's like the confusing uh pastime of credence clearwater revival versus credence clearwater revisited oh god don't get the two mixed up <laughs> okay it's very different yeah Blinded by the idol. Oh! about classic rock right now colleen and bradley we're going to talk about classic television solve this celebrity gossip mystery this classic television show has been rebooted once as a movie not that long ago and crashed and burned so of course the studio thinks it's a great idea to do it yet again it was a tv show that was rebooted as a movie yes and is it this one well that... say that again and it didn't go well the movie was not a hit. Okay. Is this one we would have talked about? Like, is this like a, an, it's so obvious, or was this like Get Smart? Not Get Smart. Uh, Mystic. Find it much. Um, so this show is very classic. It was from the 1950s. And there was a movie version, I would say, about 10 or 15 years ago that bombed, but it was announced by a major me- network last week that they were rebooting the classic TV show. 
which is kind of like, okay. Mr. Ed? <laughs> I wish. That was a movie? <laughs> Did they make a movie? No, but Why it should they done be. that? Well, you know, well, I, suppose... I think Francis the Talking Mule had something to do with it. Oh, my goodness. Well, I suppose the closest we got to a Mr. Ed movie was Hot to Trot, starring Bobcat Goldwaite. I don't even know that movie, <laughs> thankfully. You should. Okay, um, are we in the right genre? Is this an animal-based fo- uh, experience? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh. But it's a sitcom. Okay, but it was a 50s yeah, sitcom. A 50s sitcom. Dennis, Dennis the, Menace. the Menace. No, because that movie was awesome in the 90s with Walter Matthau. Oh. And the campfire okay. scene with Christopher Lloyd. don't remember that. There's farting involved. Oh. <sighs> course the 50s um okay what kind of a genre television show happy days sitcom <laughs> okay <laughs> the 50s as the 70s mm-hmm. no uh what genre sitcom like one of the most leave it to beaver i think that movie reboot was very successful oh uh, i'm gonna say bewitched no dragnet that, that was a little bit later no that was also made into a movie but no um oh. no this move this sitcom is one of the most influential and pivotal sitcoms in television history i love lucy no but same time oh yes it's so obvious. Gilligan's Island? <laughs> no! <laughs> Come on. Big, big sitcom. Very famous. Stars four people. Two couples. Oh. The odd couple? No. The... <laughs> That's the odd no, couple. No, sorry. The of. honeymooners? There! There you go. We got I was there. getting there when I said the odd couple. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. That was a journey. So, you know, here's the deal. The Honeymooners was rebooted as a movie about 10, 15 years ago. It didn't really work, but CBS announced that they're rebooting The Honeymooners. Although, if you read what CBS is calling this show, it's like they're just using the name to get the green light. Because it's not really a reboot of The Honeymooners. So Okay. So yeah. they're calling it The Don't... Honeymooners and it's not about The Honeymooners? Well, it's, it's about The Honeymooners only in as much as it's a newlywed couple. But they're taking the name The Honeymooners and applying it to this new show. Oh. I'm not here for that. I'm upset now. And uh, I would like to register my complaint with the management. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, you know, go and email CBS. It says CBS rebooting The Honeymooners with female lead executive producer Damon Wayans Jr. and showrunner Lindsay Shockley from Blackish are developing a new version of the 1955 comedy. Yeah. So it's like you could just make a show that's new. Yeah, but you know, this is CBS, honey. Honey. <laughs> because it sounds like it could be a good show. But it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, it's. But we've seen this before, right? You have right. a great project um, with good people attached, and they're trying everything they can to get as many eyeballs on it as possible because, God forbid, you would actually give the show its credit by its own merits. You know, yeah. exactly. Give it the name that it probably deserves versus one that, you know. Harkens back to like a time when not many people watching would even remember. I'll write my email to nobody because nobody wants to read it. Here we go. Because they don't care. Les Moonves. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Let's read another celebrity gossip mystery. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. And to 
lawyer said last month that the award organization was and would continue to manipulate the winners. There is no one to stop them, and many of the people who will, who won will be clamoring for them to be aired again next year, and it will all look hypocritical to not listen to the people that won. And it was a masterclass in manipulation. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, I heard a lot of manipulation. Is it the Golden Globes? The Golden Globes. Yeah. Yeah, so NT Lawyer said last month that the Golden Globes, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, was and would continue to manipulate the winners. So there is no one to stop the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and many of the people who won will want the awards to be aired again next year. You know, it'll be interesting, though, because I feel like based on what we talked about um, at the beginning of the show, I I don't know. There are a lot of people that are just boycotting. So yeah, you're going to have to get all those boycotting people out of the way before that ever happens. And frankly, it's like right down to the like people running the cameras all the way up to studios. So I don't know how you get around that. Yeah. Agree to disagree with NT Lawyer on this one. It would be shocked that there would even be a Golden Globe ceremony moving forward because nobody wants to be around it. Now, that said, I can see somebody trying to run with the idea or the concept, maybe. I don't know. You know what will be interesting to see? (laughs) You know what will be interesting to see is if this year, you know how um, they will attach like Golden Globe winner to trailers or to commercials for certain movies. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they, if winners don't do that this year, right? Because there's so much... There's so much bad juju associated with the Golden Globes that you probably aren't going to use that to promote your movie come, you know, the ramp up to Oscar season. Well, and there was a coordinated effort by publicists and PR people to not put their clients on uh, or in any way, you know, uh, connected to the Golden Globes. So I just feel like that's a huge wall that's not going to go away anytime soon. And if I were at one of those other award ceremonies, like the, the critics association, et cetera, et cetera, the SAG awards, you know, like if I were them, I'd be like, I'd be running to NBC or whoever uh, is running the show and say, Hey, let's, let's zhuzh up our telecast. Yeah. Huh? You got one more. Uh, no, we don't have time. Okay, fine. Go. That was enough blind items for you people this one day. But we'll be back with more of those tomorrow. And when we return, we've got a publicationship update or two this time about something called Car Davidson and something called Zansta. Don't know what that means. Find out when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Holly Roberts, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. And don't forget, we're doing all this stuff on an app, too. If you missed any of your favorite shows, we got podcasts, you got listener rewards. There's all sorts of deliciousness. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. And let's head down to, let's head down to Publationship Avenue. And then we'll take it higher. Um, uh, you got nowhere to go it up. 
uh, I don't know, be careful. Because in this particular case, we need to do two updates. And Colleen, if I were to say the name Cardavidson to you, mm. what is a Cardavidson in publicationship speak? That is a Kim Kardashian and a Pete Davidson. They are hot and heavy. Oh, they're so hot and heavy. They're so serious. They're doing all the things. Mm, yes. Honestly, this article, I don't know who I'm angrier at, Kim and Pete, for making me have to deal with the reality of their publicationship. Or tabloids like Page Six with this headline, Kim Kardashian posts pics from Tropical Vacation with Pete Davidson. Okay. That sounds... Kind of boring, right? I like, mean, I'll click. Whatever. Tell me more. You know, so I'm like, Kim Kardashian posted pics from uh, the vacation with her and Pete, and they're in the... Tr- you know, because we knew they were like... They went to the Bahamas, right? It was the Bahamas, right. I think, right? Yeah. They went somewhere tropical. We do know that. Yes. Yes. And um, we saw them, like, be bopping around. She had, like, jeans with no knees, and he was... He looked like he normally does, just kind of hanging out, right? Very casual. Mm-hmm. We saw those photos. Well, I'm like, okay, so here's some more photos. And then if you do me a favor and open this page six article and scroll down to the first photo you see of Kim Kardashian with another person. Okay. I'm having difficulty with loading, but I'm working on it. It's okay. So Kim Kardashian is in this photo that she posted on socials. And I'm like, that's not Pete Davidson. Oh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Oh, that's her pal, Simon Huck. Who, oh yeah, we know him very well. I mean, not I don't really, know but we have actually that? talked about him before because he and his partner are like friends with Kim, and I don't remember exactly how, but they are. Anyway, moral of the story is, is that Pete Davidson? No. Okay, Mm-mm. then scroll down to the next photo, and you can see a photo of the ocean, and there's a big yeah, and inflatable... Yeah, and I see a big water slide. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you see Pete Davidson? No. Nowhere, unless he's a water slide. Okay, now I want you to scroll down further. Now you're gonna have to skip one of the photos you've already seen. I don't think Pete Davidson's okay. a water slide, by the way. Um, scroll past the one that you've mm-hmm. already seen of them, mm-hmm. and then there's another one of uh, somebody on the beach. If by somebody you mean a pig, yeah, then yes. Is that Pete Davidson? I don't know. No, that's. A I don't pig. think so. It doesn't look like the Pete Davidson I know. That is presumably one of those beach. Pigs that you see a lot of Beach times. <laughs> no, you see that like <laughs> that's what they call me on vacation. <laughs> Stop. So then scroll down. There's a one more photo I want you to mm. look at, and it's a yeah. beautiful beach scene. Do you see Pete Davidson there? Nowhere. He's nowhere to be found. He might be under the water, but likely not. Okay. So what does it tell you clear. about the person who <laughs> went on vacation with her new man? Posts zero photos with her new man. What does that tell us? Likely. Um, that maybe the vacation is more important than the human she was allegedly on it with. Like, how lazy are these people that, like, they can get the world to talk about their publicationship without actually ever having to post photos together? Because well, you'll remember the now only... it just feels like a game. I'm like, okay, like, when are we going to see anything that means anything? Exactly. And remember, the only photo we saw of them together on this trip was paparazzi. What does yeah. it even mean? So, like, they could post... Photos of themselves. Well, and remember, we talked about this in a blind item, I think, last week, about how lazy she even was, where she was posting old pictures of herself lounging by the pool. Yeah. Trying to pass it off like it was her vacation. Again, Pete Davidson, nowhere. 
Yeah, literally, these are either the laziest or the dumbest. Well, I don't know who's dumb. Somebody dumb. It's probably us. That's fine. I was going to say, I think we, we're pretty dumb right now. <laughs> for clicking. But again, I just love how the media just does their work for them without them ever actually having to do any work. Kim Kardashian posts pics from her tropical vacation with Pete Davidson. I don't know that. Because as far as I'm concerned, she was hanging out with Simon Huck and his husband. I don't even. I still don't know what a Simon Huck is. He's like one of her and besties. And I feel like I'm saying something naughty. Um, but I, I forget. Maybe he had something to do with making her amazing. Okay, I also love that you said he's one of her besties because one thing we know about Kim is every single person. Oh, he's a PR she guy. She shares time and space with is one of her besties. Well, yeah, he's an, uh, he's also known for his association with celebrities, specifically Kim Kardashian, and his appearance in her reality shows as well as starring in his own reality series called The Spin Crowd, which covered command PR and was produced by Kim Kardashian. Oh, look at that. Oh, what do you know? But I think it's interesting that when you're on vacation, the only photos you actually post are with your PR bestie. Yeah. Not the person that you're allegedly, supposedly in a publationship with. But I digress. Thank you, Page Six, for nothing. We also have an update for something called a Zanstead Colleen. Okay, so here's the headline in People magazine. Aunt Anstead and Renee Zellweger, that's who we call Zanstead, spotted together for first time in over a month in Laguna Beach. And I'm like, okay, People magazine, I clicked on this dumb thing. And sure enough, there the two of them are, walking their dogs, um, looking, you know, like people who <laughs> walk dogs. I do that every day. There's literally nothing sexy about it, nothing datey, nothing. It's just very mundane, the two of them walking your dog, their dogs. Like you said, Bradley, you do it every single day. You manage to do it every day and not get photographed. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. So I just wanted to fix the headline for People Magazine and for all of the rest of the world, okay? okay. What, what so the, st- the headline should read, Aunt Anstead calls to paparazzi to meet up for photo op for the first time in a month. Yeah. Because that's all that is. And I'm like, there's no story along with it. It's just like, hey, here they are walking their dogs. They're wearing shoes. They're walking dogs. And then, of course, guess what it does? It goes on to talk about all the projects they're working on. Hmm. This is a publationship in action. Thank you very much. Ding it to the dong. When we come back, what was a show from your childhood that totally shaped you and how? With the death of Bob Saget... Colleen has us thinking about all the shows from our childhood that totally shaped us. Give us a call, 651-641-1071. What's a show from your childhood that totally shaped who you are? We'll be right back.